Welcome back to Nothing Scarier Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kayla. And I'm Courtney. And today I'm drinking a spider-free protein shake. Woo! No spiders. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had an incident this week where I went to go make a protein shake smoothie thing. We bought a cheap blender. I'm leveling up. Put the liquid in the blender. Do you know your blender comes with instructions that tells you how to stack shit in it so that it blends the most correct way? Oh, no. Anyways. I just throw it all in there. Thankfully, followed the instructions, put the liquid in first, and a spider floated to the top of the liquid. So, um, would have just been protein. Yeah, I don't know that I would have known, but if I would have known, like if it would have made it in and then I drank it, hospital, like a, straight to hospital. Like I need, I need safety leg. hold. Like, I can't, no, I will, no, fucking no. So, how's your week going great <laughs> spider free spiders don't bother me that much though i just go you shouldn't let me see you bud and it goes squish yeah that's pretty much it too like i don't i like them we talked about this on the spider episode i like them i like looking at them i think they're interesting don't surprise me don't jump on me don't jump from the ceiling don't be in my shake <laughs> don't, don't, do don't be in my home go away yes. yeah go away um i don't my life's pretty normal these days not as not so much drama but yay, I love that. <laughs> That's good. We, the only uh, drama was the fucking Lions game. <laughs> That's why I don't get enough football. I immediately turned into like a 20-year-old frat brother watching that fucking game, and I got so mad. So I held to my, I did not watch a game, so I can't start watching a game, because if they lost, then it would be my fault. But I did scan Facebook really often to see how they were doing. We gave up like 14 points in like two minutes. Mm. And we lost. I was like, fucking lions. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, it was I mean, almost like we're cursed. Like this car. Oh, I did it. I did a <laughs> fucking segue. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're cursed. I don't know. I feel like it. it's just how time rotates, right? Like eventually something good was going to happen. Eventually. We're good. Yeah. Uh, and then time too, we are officially past the 1st of February, which means we are out of the 10 darkest weeks of the year. And, uh, in the month of February, we're going to get like 60 to 70 more minutes of sunlight if you're over on the side of the hemisphere with us. So it's coming that fall hey. in Michigan when everybody suddenly remembers life is worth it. It's coming. Yeah. And then it's going to get cold again. Shh. We don't talk about that. That's the part. That's the part that fucks everybody <laughs> up. And we thaw out, and then it's like, blah. <laughs> we don't talk about that so much. Not on the cusp of spring, like on the cusp of spring. <laughs> We're like seven weeks away still, and I'm like the cusp. Of it's spring. gonna, it's gonna snow in April. I'm getting seed catalogs. It's coming. It'll, oh. it'll be here. So, but curses. Uh, aside from the curse of weather and the curse of football games. Uh, what do we got? All kinds of shit can get cursed. I heard yeah. about a cursed chair this week. Uh, there's like just cursed dolls, you know, this tip, tip. Oh my God, guys, my brain is not working today. So I apologize in advance. Um, we're going to talk about cursed cars in particular. Nice. Um, one, yeah, we watched Christine, which is <laughs> so eighties. I was like, I still like the movie or whatever, but like the first 20 minutes of that movie, I was like, fuck. It's just, it's just too much, like, whatever. There's just, like, too much jizz talk. Like, I just, 
Like, wow. I mean, what are we doing? I imagine that's what teenage boys sound like, though. I, while watching this, literally asked Aya if that's what it was like to to grow up as a teenage boy. And he was like, I don't remember having those conversations. So either, like, I think... I think he's being truthful, but like, maybe it's not, maybe it's not every person. But. No, but it was definitely, I was like, wow. Yeah. That sounds like, kid, that's like dudes that played flip Fortnite. Is Fortnite still a thing? I have no yeah, idea. Fortnite's played, still a thing. So anyway, yeah, we watched Christine. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I can't focus. I mixed caffeinated like drink powder with coffee this morning and I think it had the opposite effect on my brain yeah you and I've been chatting for a little bit and I I've watched your um like your your eyes go from like yeah we're having a conversation and we're da, 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 to like I can see the cosmos in yeah. this moment <laughs> <laughs> all right ready to get into some information about Christine before we talk about the storyline and all that yes I am all right um, so Christine was released December 9th, 1983. The budget was 10 million and made 21 million. So sure. Good. I guess I think like, well, cause like budgeting is supposed to be like half your, like you have to tack on like another 5 million for not budgeting for advertising and oh. stuff. Supposedly. That makes sense. So, so that's when, like when people are like, Oh, that movie made good money. And then they're like, actually they probably didn't make that much money because of advertising and stuff. Mm. Anyway, the IMDb rating is 6.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is 70% critic and 64% audience. And the letterbox is 3.5 out of 5, which is pretty good. I would tell us how I kind of feel about this movie. It's pretty good. It's directed by John Carpenter, mm-hmm. who is PIMP fucking director, favorite. Like, he's great. He directed yeah. my favorite movie of all time, The Thing. Not the fucking remake. Terrible. The original thing. Well, not no, because technically the 1982 thing is a remake of like a black and white, mm-hmm. like an older version of the thing. So like the middle one. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, he also directed like Halloween, They Live, Big Trouble in Little China, Escape from New York. That's a lot of Kurt Russell, actually. <laughs> that makes. <laughs> and then he also directed this Lovecraftian movie called the In the Mouth of Madness with Sam Neill. He's hmm. um. The guy from Jurassic Park, if anybody's wondering, which I personally love, but it's like a little out there. Anyway, John Carpenter is a fucking G. Um, <laughs> even if he hasn't directed anything since 2010, he did the last movie he directed was The Ward with Amber Heard in it. And it's mm-hmm. not a great movie. Mm. He's focused on his very distinct music these days. He's got like a lot of synth. You can tell like a John Carpenter soundtrack in a okay. movie for sure. And he was touring and doing live performances. I don't know if he's still doing that. Um, he's also released several albums as well. He's a pretty cool dude. He also helped score most of the soundtracks for like most of his movies. And you nice. can like tell when he's in it for sure. That sounds like uh, it's it's definitely like it's not like also a thing I do. It feels like it's the thing that I really wanted to do, but also I did some directing because it was fun. He loves the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's, the music. I just love John Carpenter. He's super cool. Anyway, um, it stars Keith Gordon as Arnie, John Stockwell as Dennis, and Alexandra Paul as Lee. And then there's a small role by Harry Dean Stanton as the detective Mm -hmm. Junkins. He was an alien, and he's like a super cool character actor, so I just wanted to point him out. Mm -hmm. Um, It is based on the Stephen King novel of the same name. I think at this point, he's like the most ad- adapted adapted author like out there like most of his most of his books and novellas have been adapted in some way 
Stephen King also seems like he's probably all right for like a 70 year old man. <laughs> I like he seems like I he's like cool. I always want to endorsement. Put, You're like, I think um I don't want to be like I like Stephen King and then somebody be like, well, actually, yeah. and oh, there's always like a caveat on old yeah, white men. I mean there's always but, there's always something like that going on. I like I'm not a big fan of Stephen King's writing because I it's too detailed for me, which maybe I just need more smooth brain stuff, but like no. he does tell stories that people want to hear and want to see so like that's good in the novel christine is possessed by the spirit of her dead owner but in the movie she came off the line just bad like bad to murder. the bone yeah. thanks george thorogood <laughs> for that song um shooting for the film started just days after the novel was released so they like were already planning on edit adapting this work before it was oh, even like out. okay the novel was released in April of 1983, and the movie was released at the end of that same year. So they were just like, fuck it, That's Stephen a quick King. turnaround time. Yeah. There were only about 5,000 1958 Plymouth Furies made in total, which made mm-hmm. the car hard and difficult to get. So they used two similar models dressed to look like a Fury um, for when they were, like, destroying cars and wrecking yeah. shit. Also, the Plymouth Fury didn't come in red like that was just not a color that the car came in so canonically christine is a custom paint job (laughs) yeah dvd commentary says 28 cars in total were used in the production of the film some there was like showcase cars that were actually like a plymouth like a fury like just for like when arnie's like driving or like when she's in parking lots and shit and then they soup some up to race and then they obviously like demoed some of them um, they weren't going to film the regeneration scenes initially, which is, I feel like is like the coolest part of the movie. Yeah, like the reason to see it really cool. But in about three weeks, special effects supervisor Roy Arbogast was able to make like a rubber mold from the front of one of the cars. And then yeah. they used hydro, they like hollowed a car out and they used hydraulics to like pull the frame in and then mm-hmm. it was run backwards. So it looked like it was regenerating, but they yeah, figured I out how to make it scenes. work. And like, that's another, I mean, that's, that's always going to be us on this cast, like a, a practical situation that like, it looks so fucking good in my opinion. Cause it, it looks, looks really realist, like realistic. I know CGI is like getting crazy these days or whatever, mm-hmm. but you can't overlook like actual shit. Yes. Christine has the dubious honor, um, along with Stanley Q- Kubrick's The Shining of being one of the two adaptations of King's work that he said bored him. <laughs> <laughs> he like famously does not like uh Kubrick's version of The Shining even though like Stanley Kubrick is supposed to be like one of the greatest directors uh, like of our time and does mm-hmm. all this good shit. Stephen King was like, "No, thank you. I don't like it." <laughs> King is quoted as saying, "I'd rather have bad than boring." And he just thinks like both those movies are straight up boring. I love that. I would I mean that's kind of what we've said here too, right? That's like, my that's vibe. What you've said is like yeah. as long as it's entertaining, I don't care. I'd rather have entertaining than boring. So yeah. I don't think the shining's boring, but mm, I have mm, it's okay. slow. Don't do I don't care. Come I don't, I don't like it. I don't think that I've ever been able to stay awake for the entire movie, so I've seen it in parts and like like, The Shining is, same with Christine, is, like, super adapted into, like, pop culture, into, like, you know, different um, cartoons and stuff like that. So, like, I think I understand the base of the movie without ever staying awake through the entire movie, and I'm still bored. So, 
I did. Don't come for my husband, guys. But I did try to get Russo to watch Blade Runner at one point. He can't mm-hmm. get through that fucking movie. He can't. He falls asleep every time. He's like, it's not for yep. me. I was like, okay. Shining puts fair. me to sleep. Omen puts me to sleep. There's a couple others that I'm just like, I just. Some of the older films are like slow for mm-hmm. like how our modern brains are and stuff. This for one sure. I felt like was, but I'll talk about that. <laughs> oh, and I guess Blumhouse may or may not be remaking Christine. Huh? Yeah, I'm sure that won't suck or anything. Anyway, I, I like, would give it another try. Like, I, I would still like. Is this? It's a movie that could use like a remake for sure, but I don't think the remake's gonna be like great. Like, because they like remade Pet Cemetery and Poltergeist, mm-hmm. and they even remade the thing. None of that worked out. Yeah, I don't remember being. I haven't seen the new Pet Cemetery, but I don't remember being impressed with like the other. It just is like generic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, John Carpenter, though, seems pretty optimistic about the remake. And Brian Fuller, who was supposed to be doing this, did, like, he created Hannibal, which is, like, a good series. But he also did Star Star Trek Discovery, which is not a good series. So there's hit or miss. (laughs) 50-50. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, that's, like, my little fun facts about that. I want to get into a synopsis of this movie. Yeah, I... I'm just going to say at the top, this movie could have been in two times speed. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt. I like, I know we talk about a little bit at the end. I'm sure we will. But like, I I don't hate this movie. I just feel like, like two times speed. Great. That would have been good. And there's two things in this movie that like makes me enjoy it. And without those two things, I would have just been like, I'm not watching this. Nothing happened. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so the movie opens on a production car, a production line for cars, Bad to the Bones playing. Mm-hmm. The song was my fucking jam when I was like six or seven. Hell so imagine yeah. me just being like, yeah, I'm yeah. so bad. Uh, I did that a lot. Like when you're a kid and you're like, I don't know what the word to the song is, but I love this fucking mm-hmm. song. Anyway, here's our girl, Christine. She's a red 1958 Plymouth Fury. Um, she was born in Detroit City. She's from Detroit. Detroit versus everybody. Hey. <laughs> anyway, um, before she even gets off the line, she takes this guy's fingers off in her hood. She immediately was just like, fuck all y'all. I hate <laughs> men, you know? <laughs> Another guy gets in and just turns the radio on for some reason. He's just like, he's like treating her like she's like a hot woman, kind of like a lot of the like he's just people like- in this film like treat her like she's like a woman. Yeah, he's like touching mm-hmm. her and um, he ashes his fucking cigar in the front seat of this new car that he had just mm-hmm. built. She's still on the line when he does this. It's quitting time. Everybody's leaving. Another dude goes over to check her out and then finds the first guy dead and like just dead inside the car. Yes. Cut. It's California, 1978. I wrote the jo- a jo- I didn't know his name yet. So jockey guy in blue short in a blue sports car is picking up his friend Arnie. Arnie- Arnie's kind of like an uber dork. Mm-hmm. Um, jockey guy's cool, obviously. He's telling Arnie how they need to get him laid since they're going to be seniors. It's very like this exchange is gross and like very eighties. Yeah, this is the part that I turned to say. I'm like, did you guys just talk about that all the time? Were you like, it's time to get you laid? Like, what, what, what was this? And just a like, lot of no. posturing. Just no, you know. <laughs> the jock's name is Dennis. Girls love Dennis, even though his name's Dennis. No offense to Dennis's out there. <laughs> Not a sexy name. <laughs> 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 anyway bitches love dennis right my next note is for fuck's sakes all these high school dudes are so horny oh my fucking god something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the 
There's a new girl at school. She's gorgeous. All the guys are instantly in love with her. They're like competing. Like, I'm going to get to her first. Shh, be quiet. Mm-hmm. Arnie doesn't show up at lunch. He always like meets Dennis for lunch. Dennis is told that he's being bullied in shop class. The guy bullying him looks like he's like 30 years yeah. old. He yes, must have been like, held are back. Are supposed to be teenagers? Because that man's like 40. Like, like I feel like our like our main characters look like teenagers for the most part, but the bully looks like he should have like a, a career. I was like, that's the teacher. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Like, and his sideburns <laughs> are like insane. We're going to call yes. him sideburns because he's got like, like these huge L-shaped sideburns. Yes. <laughs> he looks like he should be in like the Warriors or something, not like a high school. Yeah. Anyway, a knife gets involved every Stephen King at like book and therefore every adaptation. The bullies are like complete unhinged psychos, like yes. committing crimes. Will kill you. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, knife gets pulled. Dennis tries to help Arnie. He punches sideburns and then he gets his dick twisted. Like yeah, the other like aggressive. <laughs> like, grab his dick and twist it happens. So there's a whole group of bullies. We, at this point, we all know they're gonna die, right? Mm-hmm. A teacher shows up and sideburns and him argue for a little while. The teacher's like not having his shit though. He's like, dude, just give me your fucking knife. Like, get out of here. But now sideburns is mad at Arnie, so we know that's gonna come back. Um, they're driving home and Arnie makes Dennis turn on to look at her. You think her might be like a girl, but it's actually this beat up uh Red Plymouth Fury. It's Christine for sure. She's for sale, and Arnie's like uh, Arnie's very jazzed about it, but Dennis is like, why do you want to buy this fucking car? Mm-hmm. There's an old dude, he's selling the car, and he's like, here are the keys, like, start her up. Like, I'm going to bequeath this car to you, basically. Mm-hmm. She starts for Arnie, so the dude, like, t- tells it, thinks that's, like, a good sign. He's like, oh, her name's Christine. And Arnie's like, yeah. And then we get the iconic line from the old guy, brand new car smells the best smell in the world, except maybe for a pussy. Hey. <laughs> This movie, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I think I like just kept texting you like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, I remember watching this movie. I remember like there's, there's a, a scene that like the music in this movie just fucking gets me. Like I just giggle cause it's just, it's fucking amazing. Um, but I, like I told Sai, I'm like, I remember this movie and it was like pretty good. Like there's this scene that makes me laugh every time. Cause it's kind of more like a, a hokey, like kitschy kind of, there's violence, but it's not like a like an Evil Dead movie or anything like that. And I told Sia that I like this movie. And then we watch and I'm like, I don't, I, I don't had, remember this. this I had is the not same reaction to like the first <laughs> half hour of this movie. Yeah. I was like, uh, I, I blocked this out at some point. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, the dude, the guy who's selling the car, his brother had owned Christine. He died six a week, six weeks ago though. So he sells Christine to Arnie for like $250, which is like a, roughly a thousand dollars today dennis is like dog no and arnie is like dog yes yeah and brings her home <laughs> like you are not stopping me. <laughs> yeah he's like no this is it this is my car he brings her home his mom and dad are like super fucking uptight so they're like mad about it they're also mad at dennis for letting arnie buy the car because he could control him yeah. arnie immediately is like fuck you guys it, like mm-hmm. leaves leaves Every with Christine. Every bone became activated in that moment. Like he just, yeah. and you can tell like he's supposed to be like a good kid and would never do that, but he's immediately mouthing off to his parents. Mm-hmm. He leaves in Christine. She's barely running. Um, Arnie's parents suck in general, but yeah, they're not the greatest. Arnie takes her to like a do-it-yourself garage to fix her up. I've seen those before. Like you just pay for the space or whatever. 
Really? Because we were watching. I'm like, does that exist? I do, there's one not super far from my house. I don't know if it's still open, but I've seen them. That's. I wonder what the my first question on that was like, I wonder what the insurance on that would be where you're like, yeah, you can come in and use these tools and fix your own shit. Like that seems like, it yeah, would be out you just pay for door. like the space. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't have a garage and I don't have all the tools or whatever, but so you just rent the space and the tools That's basically. Arnie gets a spot for her. He's going to work on her there. The guy running the garage is super mean to Arnie for no fucking reason. I like, almost shut off the movie for a minute at this point. Cause I was like, fuck that guy. Absolutely. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Like I couldn't, like, uh, I was like, wow, you hate, you hate teenagers, huh? Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, Dennis had followed him or whatever and is taking Dennis home. Uh, Den- Dennis had followed Arnie and is taking Arnie home. Mm-hmm. But Arnie's already saying shit like, oh, me and Christine, like, like, is already being super weird about this car. Yeah. Then we get a date. It's the first date we get. It's October 9th. Arnie has been working on Christine for like three weeks. Arnie is sitting in the front seat listening to love songs at the garage with Christine. It's like Christine's like serenading Arnie. Dennis finally gets up the nerve to talk to the pretty new girl at the library. He asks her out and she's like, oh, I can't. And he's like, but why? Like, like everybody likes no me. me? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, I already have a date. And it's like, oh, okay. Dennis goes to Arnie's house at one point. He's not wearing his glasses anymore. His hair and his clothes are cooler. And he's, like, turning into, like, a greaser. And he's got, like, a greaser attitude all of a sudden. And he cancels his plan. Point out, I I think the vast majority of glasses wearers don't do it to, um, like, be more nerdy. Like, you still have to see. (laughs) Maybe he did his prescriptions not too bad. And he's just like, it's fine. It'll just be fuzzy. Yeah. I don't need to see. Christine will drive me. But that's like the trope, right? You mm-hmm. Now you're not a nerd anymore because you don't have your glasses on. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't see. It's 1983. They don't have soft contacts yet. Right. Like, what are you? Oh, God. Anyway, they're supposed to go out. Ar- Arnie's like, sorry, got to cancel. Mm-hmm. Arnie's mom, like, pulls Dennis aside and he's like, he's really weird about this fucking car. Somebody told me that the last owner had died inside Christine of carbon monoxide poisoning and he, like, killed himself. And she's like, his wife and his daughter also died. Um, mm-hmm. Dennis is told this by the guy's brother when he goes to talk to him again. And the mom, too, like, I think that's another king trope a little bit is like, there's always like a, like a Over- disgustingly overbearing mom, like mm-hmm. just always to the point of like, like, uh, it's not neglect. It's like, I don't know, abuse, like control. I don't know what it would be defined as, but yeah. like. It's not good. And she's like that that character is never even when she's concerned, she's not concerned in a way that's like sympathetic. Yeah. Like she's we, just... I think we all know what Stephen King's issues were when he was growing up. <laughs> Bullies and his ma. Yeah. Um Dennis sneaks into the garage to look at Christine and the uh, odometer has gone down at that point. She like was bought with like ninety three thousand miles on it, and now there's eighty eight thousand miles on it. Mm-hmm. He tries to get into the car, but that song you keep on knocking, but you can't come in starts playing and it scares him and he runs away. I fucking love that. I, I cackle laugh. I don't know. That's my humor. <laughs> like I just, it happens again. I play the song again. That one's, that's my favorite. Every time Christine's like, fuck you. So it's yeah. the song she plays. Um, Arnie rolls up to Dennis's football game in like a pristine condition. Christine. Mm-hmm. sideburns and his friends are there and they're already like plotting to like wreck the car because they're insane mm-hmm. 
The new girl gets out of Christine and starts very slowly making out with Arnie. Yeah. Like <laughs> this Again, could be on two times speed would have made more sense. It's like awkward. They're like side making out with each other. Yeah. I don't know. I it's don't like, know. like get the shot. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, this distract Dennis is like, what the fuck? And that distracts him enough to where he gets seriously injured. Yes. Playing football and has to like go to the hospital. The next date is November 5th. Arnie goes to see Dennis in the hospital. Dennis got super fucked up. Like, his football career's over. He's, like... Almost paralyzed. In traction. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, we finally learned the new girl's name. It's Lee. Dennis congrats his friend on his new girlfriend. So Dennis isn't a dick. He's like, good job. Like, mm-hmm. you got her. She's super hot. Arnie and Lee are at the drive-in now, with, and they're in Christine. They're making out, like the kids do. Lee isn't ready to like have sex and is like sorry and runs away. Arnie follows her and Lee's like, I don't, I want to do it, but I don't want to do it in your car because I hate your car. Yeah. (laughs) And you love it more than me. And Arnie's like, what? No. Which was such like a, I'm watching this and like I know that's a plot point, but it's such a like a, a book to the face plot point. It's like, you love your car more than me. And she like, just gets a bad vibe. You know, vibe. Like, it's good. Like, I appreciate that she was like, I, I don't like this and I'm leaving, but it was such like a, like just a quick turn in what Out was going on. Out of nowhere. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they go back to the car and Arnie's like, you're supposed to be jealous of other girls. And Lee's like, well, your car's a girl and like hits the dashboard. And Arnie's mm-hmm. like, hey, don't do that. And Lee's like, what? Like, oh, you don't like me slapping your girl? And it's like yeah. just being like aggressive about it. Arnie gets out of Christine because something happens with the windshield or something. He like gets out the to check or like flips up or something. Oh, like that. okay. He gets out to check it out. And then like Lee's eating like a burger. She starts mm-hmm. choking on it. And um the inside of the car like lights up in this crazy light. And Arnie's like trying to get back in the car, but he can't mm-hmm. get in the car. And Lee's like choking to death. And like Chris, you can tell Christine's like trying is like choking her, basically, yeah. the way it's set up. There's like an older guy next to them in the car. And in his car, he like pulls Lee out of the car and like Heimlich maneuvers her. Arnie gets like fucking mad about it for He's some like, reason. What are you doing? Don't touch her. I remember I texted you like, that's the Heimlich, bro. Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> He's saving your girlfriend, idiot. Arnie takes Lee home and she's like, get rid of that goddamn car. It literally tried to kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, the car's jealous of me. And Arnie's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's like, totally. What do you mean? But he's like, he's not, he's not like, oh my gosh, what are you talking about? I'm so concerned. He's just like wide eyed and like, like squirrely. What do you mean? Like, he's yeah. like not well. He is unwell. He's being influenced by the car already. Mm-hmm. Christine, he goes to get in Christine after dropping Lee off and she won't start because she's mad at him. He like sweet talks her and then she starts off, starts mm-hmm. up in another love song place. So this is like his girlfriend. Yes. He's still parking her at the garage because his mom's like, you're not putting that shit. Even though it's like a beautiful car, it's not going to mm-hmm. be my driveway. So the bully squad rolls up um, and waits for Arnie to leave. So they roll up to the garage and they proceed to rut Christine's shit, like destroys yeah. this car, totals it out. Lee and Arnie have made up. They're at the garage the next day. Arnie says, I just got to get my wallet out of Christine. Like, we're not, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to drive her or whatever. He sees that Christine's wrecked and gets super upset. He gets mad at Lee. Mm -hmm. And shoves her, right? Yeah. He's like, this is what you wanted. And she like runs off, like all upset. Arnie gets super aggro with his parents too at this point. 
they're fucking assholes, but so whatever. But they do offer to buy him a new car. And he's like, fuck y'all, I'm fixing up Christine. And then, like, kind of chokes his dad. Yeah. Like, like it's super. It was yeah. Weird, yeah. And he's just like, me and Christine, we're going to be together. Like, he's, like, super into this car. Back of the garage, Arnie's like, it's going to be okay, boo. We'll show them. And then Christine's engine magically fixes itself. And then Arnie stands in front of him, and he's like, okay, show me. And she shows him. She, mm-hmm. like, puts her, like, the car, like, this is, like, one of the regeneration scenes. She, like, puts itself back together. Mm-hmm. And it's pristine, good as new. There's, like, a, the bright light happens again. And Arnie's just, like, cool. Time for murdering. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Let's get revenge. The first bully kid is walking down the street by himself. You know, and I end up found, his name's Moochie or something after mm-hmm. he, yeah. Um, You can hear music playing in the distance. And he's, like, what the fuck is this? It's, like, Jaws, but, like. 50s music yeah yeah (laughs) and then it's like oh christine's there he's like confused because he's like we just wrecked that car and he's not scared yet but the lights what the fuck yeah Yeah. the lights the headlights come on he's scared now so he's running while christine chases him it corners him and he's hiding in like this little narrow spot in like Mm -hmm. a building or something christine's like fuck it she's too wide to get through the thing so she just like crushes herself so she can crush moochie yes and like cut him in half in this little alcove it's now november 23rd which is like thanksgiving arnie visits dennis in the hospital because he's still in the hospital and asks him if he heard about what happened to moochie arnie's starting to look a little crazy like just Mm wild-eyed they're talking dennis is like what if sideburn wrecks your car car again because arnie's like oh i fixed her up already Arnie's like, he won't. And Dennis is like, hello, what does that mean? Like, yeah. the way you said that was <laughs> <you> weird. <laughs> Hold on. She's <laughs> like, you know something I don't. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you talking about, bud? Um, then there, we get introduced to Rudolph Junkins. He's the state police guy, played by Harry Dean Stanton. He shows up and he's like, um, he's talking to Arnie outside of the hospital. He's like, I thought your car was totaled. Arnie's like, I'm just really good at body work. Like, <laughs> Junkins is suspicious and then, like, mentions Moochie to him. Like, do you know anything about that? And Arnie's like, no. He's like, I'm just whatever. And he's, like, checking. He's like, you see where the paint's, like, weird right here? And, like, trying mm-hmm. to pass it off. Like, oh, I'm just, like, the best yeah. body, body guy ever. Anyway, that scene ends. Arnie calls Lee in the middle of the goddamn night and is like, I need to see you. Like, he loves Lee, but he also loves Christine. Mm-hmm. Kind of well, situation. But he, he also kind of wants to... he loves Christine, but he wants to possess Lee. Like, I think that's what it is. Like, like that's what it felt like. I don't think he... I don't think there was a single choice that he made that was in favor of Lee. He just wants to well, possess her. Yeah. Well, because yeah. she's the trophy of the school. Mm-hmm. He, like, tells... Lee that he loves her. He's in the garage while he's calling her though. So he's still mm-hmm. at with Christine. Yeah. Basically. And Lee's like, <laughs> and Lee's like, I don't, I'm not ready to like have this conversation yet. Cause mm-hmm. she's like, you're fucking insane. And he's like, well, fine. Fuck you. And like hangs the yeah. phone up. <laughs> um, yeah. He's like, all right, well, Pause fuck you, bitch. You know, yeah, we've all been like, through that, unfortunately. Public service announcement. If you say no and someone acts like that, that is a really good no you just did. So. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Anyway, we, it's now December 16th. The remaining bully squad is driving around in a muscle car. There's headlights behind them and like sideburns is already looking kind of nervous. Of course, it's Christine. 
And then I wrote zoom, 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 chasey, chasey. Yep. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. a lot of chase scene goes on. They stop at like a gas station slash auto shop that one of the bullies is working at. Um, They get uh, sideburns and there's like two people in the car, like sideburns and the other guy get out mm-hmm. of the car. And Christine just rams the shit out of the car once they get mm-hmm. out of the car. Like she, and then she backs up and like hits it again and into one of the bullies and kills him. Mm-hmm. Like through the shop wall, like destroys this guy in the shop wall. The shop blows up with the other bully that was working there still inside. It's like a fucking explosion. Fire, yeah. Yeah. Sideburns is left. Christine is on fire at this point mm-hmm. and is chasing him. And the shot blows up like five more fucking times. <laughs> Christine runs sideburns down his body. Like she runs over him and then his body's on fire, like yeah. under her wheels. Um, he's dead. She's killed all the bullies, right? They all fuck with her. And she's like, fuck y'all. Christine rolls back into the garage, all burnt up. The garage owner's there and he watches this car just like mm-hmm. go and then park in her stall. He call, he's like, who took this car? Like, cause he'd think like Arnie would never bring her back like that. Mm-hmm. So he calls somebody on the phone to make sure Arnie was going to get like parts for him or something. Make sure that Arnie is where he's supposed to be. So he goes and gets his gun and <laughs> I've had so much. Caffeine. He thinks that somebody like, he thinks stole, somebody, like, the car. stole it and like burned because like it had been wrecked in his shop too. So he's a little bit like, not this, like you're in my fucking reputation and blah, blah, blah. like he's, yeah. Yeah. He goes over to the car and like investigates and it's all oh, the fucking reveal is nobody's in the car. Ooh. He decides to just sit behind the wheel of the car that he just saw like roll up on its own. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Christine does not like this and smushes him to death like between the seat and the steering wheel. Just like <laughs> crushes his chest like squish like. <laughs> Tell me. So side note, my dad is. Probably a foot taller than my stepmom. Mm-hmm. And then they had a car for a while that had like settings. It would automatically, like, they had two sets of keys and you'd mm-hmm. turn the key and it would be your key and it would set the seat to you. Oh, nice. Or whatever. But my dad would grab my stepmom's keys all the time, right? <laughs> and he'd get in the car and he'd be, it would go into her position, right? Cause she's like four foot 10. <laughs> And my dad, I would watch my dad just get crushed and be screaming at the car, like trying to fix it. And that's what I thought of during this scene was like my dad just getting like smushed every time he got into this car. I was watching this scene like, like how, why would a car get so close to the stick? I mean, the guy in the scene is, is like a little bit round. Like he's kind he's of a big guy, a tiny guy. So I guess that makes sense, but I'm just, I'm dying now thinking about like grabbing the wrong set of keys and like, no, no, it would have, like, <laughs> we'd be going to get in the car and you'd hear him like fumbling with the like electric fucking thing, trying to get it to stop. Oh, so funny. <laughs> oh God. That's anyway, funny. the garage owner's dead. His name's like Darnell or something, mm-hmm. I think. Um, the next day, the cops are at the garage. Arnie has an alibi. He was driving the garage owner's car to pick up a bunch of parts. They tell him that they found the garage owner's body inside Christine with a shotgun next to him. And he's like, oh. So, like, Arnie's not killing people, but he, like, knows that Christine's killing people, but he's protecting yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Christine is pristine again overnight. She, um, He tells the bull... Oh, the cops tell him that the bully squad's also dead. Or, and he's mm-hmm. just kind of like confused or acting confused. Like he wasn't there when they all got murdered. Mm-hmm. So he's like shocked, but like he like kind of knows what's up, I would assume. 
Anyway, now it's New Year's. Lee calls Dennis and is like, I'm going to come over and talk about Christine. So she comes over. They're like hanging out in his room and he's like comforting her. And she's like talking about how she thinks Christine has like taken Arnie over, like possessed him fully or whatever. And they're like, we both love Arnie, but they both kind of like each other. Mm hmm. Which is weird. Like, they're very touchy-feely. There's, like, deleted scenes with them, like, getting caught, like, making out by Arnie. Really? Yeah. But, like, they never do in the in the cut of the movie that I saw. But there so is, a, like, a deleted scene. They couldn't... It couldn't just be that she cared for Arnie and went to his best friend because they both care about them. It had to be... Well, they the cut it out. Trope. So, I guess that's yeah. what they decided. But, yeah. Anyway, they're, like, for, like, two people that are not supposed to be, like into each other they touch each other a lot anyway <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> dennis tells her like i'm gonna talk to arnie if he doesn't talk to me we'll just destroy the car okay lee leaves dennis's house just in time to see arnie picking up dennis and christine um christine's odometer is still going backwards we are drinking and driving in this scene mm -hmm. fun fact drunk driving wasn't illegal in all 50 states until 1988 play that again what Drunk driving wasn't illegal in all 50 states until 1988. Like, a lot of the like, it wasn't... There were, like, obviously some states that had made it illegal or whatever, but yeah. it wasn't fully illegal until 1988. Okay. That's... So, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't have a lot to say about that. And then the drinking age was, like, 18 or something in the mm -hmm. 70s, too. So yeah, it was just... That. Yeah, Dennis got some beer. Where you want to go? Like, yeah, Arnie's acting super weird, and Dennis is like, "Bro, something is wrong with this car. Mm -hmm. Quit saying shit about Christine when she's around." Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're walking into a room with your friend and like their questionable partner, and you're like, "That person is a bag of shit." Right in front of them, man. Like, yeah. No, don't. Like, do she's that. there. She's listening. Mm-hmm. Arnie is like, "Well, don't be a shitter, and it'll be okay. Like, don't be rude to her. You'll be fine." Mm -hmm. Dennis is like, uh, is talking about Lee and she's like, she really cares about you. Please don't be like this. Arnie starts talking about love and shit and like how love is a certain way and all this. And Dennis is like, see, you do care about Lee. And Dennis is like, no, I'm talking about Christine. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. <laughs> so it's the next scene. It's like in the daytime. Mm -hmm. And Dennis scratches Darnell's tonight in Christine's paint on her hood. Mm -hmm. The next day, like, so the, and him and Lee, like, get in the car and drive away. So they're like, let's, let's do this shit, Christine. Yeah. Or whatever. Because it's, um, it's like, meet us here at a time, right? Like yeah, like, at the yeah. garage. Um, so it's now night. Dennis and Lee are at the garage. They get their hands on this big-ass yellow caterpillar bulldozer. Yeah, like, seems... Cause, okay. Well, because it's also, like, a junkyard, a junkyard attached. Yeah. And position it at the ready for the, for this hoe was what I wrote for this hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Lee and Dennis are like kind of handsy with each other still. That's super weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you guys are doing here. Lee gets out of the Caterpillar to go into the office so she can shut the door, like the garage door and Christine gets there so they can trap her. Mm -hmm. But surprise, Christine's like already in the shadows, <laughs> like somewhere. And like, <laughs> What, the minute Lee gets, like, in front of her, she, like, turns her headlights on. She's like, gotcha, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, Christine chases Lee around the garage, but doesn't can't get to her. Dennis fires up the bulldozer. 
he drives it over to Lee to like protect her. Like she's like against the wall, and then like the bucket is like protecting her from Christine. Christine's like banging into the bucket, mm-hmm. trying to get to her, and like goes around the other side, tries to get the other side, but it can't get to her through the bucket. Christine fucks herself up. She's barely running. But Arnie's actually in Christine this time. Mm-hmm. So they've like melded. <laughs> They're like, whatever, fully in love. Christine's fixed again. The dozer loses power. It tries to get to Lee, who's in the office at this point, and like goes through the office like wall. Mm-hmm. And Arnie gets launched out of the windshield of yes. Christine and gets stabbed in the chest with a huge piece of glass. He dies. Mm-hmm. And not like he's not like, I'm sorry, Lee. He just dies. <laughs> like, yeah, there's he just, no. He dies fully still in love with Christine and just like uh, fully enamored still. In like, like the book, they go more into it, like, or whatever. But like, yeah, in the movie, it's just like, okay, there's no resolution. <laughs> they don't tr- actually try to save Arnie or anything at any no, point. They, like, don't st- they don't try and take him out. They don't try and like get help. They're just like, oh. All right, that sucks. He Another just, opportunity to say, never pull the foreign object out of your body. Leave it there and go to the hospital. There's nothing yes. to say for you. Don't, yes. Don't do it. <laughs> anyway, Lee gets out of the office and the bulldozer starts back up. Christine starts playing another love song because now she's sad because Arnie died. <laughs> and backs up trying to hit Lee. The the, like Christine's going after Lee the whole time. Like mm-hmm. does not care about Dennis or the bulldozer. Really, Dennis hits Christine with the bulldozer. It's the mm-hmm. slowest chase in the world happens yes. at this point. <laughs> Could have been because Christine's speed. barely going, but she's trying to get to Lee, and Lee's just standing there, like mm-hmm. "Come at me, bitch!" And like the bulldozer's chasing after Christine. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost it's like almost comical. Yes. Dennis is like, fuck this, and like manages to monster truck over Christine in the mm-hmm. bulldozer and like backs up and like crushes the shit out of her. That's the end of that scene. The next scene is like a cube of Christine getting dropped on the ground. Yeah, like they use the, the car, car compactor. Masher. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to work, guys. Anyway, she's a car cube in the junkyard. They hear, like, a song playing, and they're like, oh, no fucking way, yeah. but it's just a guy walking by with a boombox. It's a pretty good gag. Like, what? Yeah, that was a good, like... <laughs> we zoom in on the Christine cube and part of the fender moves or something, mm-hmm. so she's gonna reconstitute. You guys gotta chop it up and put it in, like... Melt it. Something. Yeah. Melt it. hmm Anyway, that's the movie. <laughs> <laughs> This is gonna be a good episode. Okay. Oh, sorry. That was not professional of me no, at all. I really liked that. That is the movie. I was like, this. This definitely. I don't think it's billed as a horror comedy. It's um, just so weird. I, I just. I think it's a horror comedy in the way that it was made in, into a movie, right? Like, I don't think it's supposed to, but it feels like it is. Arnie immediately goes from like, "Don't beat me up," to like, "I'm King Greaser." Like, he just hits puberty overnight because of this car, and like, well, because it's like a '58 mm-hmm. or whatever, so he's like emulating like the yeah time period that Christine's from, and then like in the book like because he's being possessed by the um the owner or whatever like mm-hmm. that was like his aesthetic and shit 
So, I mean, so. there's obviously some, some details that I'm missing, but the delivery of it in this movie is very like borderline comical. I also think that my perception of this movie now is a little skewed because like Malcolm in the middle did a bit that's very Christine. Like it's very this. And there's a lot of scenes where he like Malcolm is like getting injured by the car and he's like, no, but I love her and she loves me too. She didn't mean to do that to me. And then like, there's an episode of Futurama that is, I think it's called like the honking or something like that. Honking. Um, but there's like the end fight scene that happens in this garage is almost identical to the fight scene that happens in Futurama. And like, it's, it's a whole thing. Like I, it's been spoofed so many times now too, that I'm like, either this has to actually be scary or it's going to live in the realm of comedy for me. So, I mean, it's a pretty like goofy movie. Like there are some good violence. I mean, good, good violence, but like some well done violent scenes, like the hit and run scene are pretty fucking good. Like that's holy fuck. What just yeah, happens. There's like, like parts of this movie that are like, scary or like yes. give you that feeling or whatever but sometimes i'm just like what is going on it's yeah. i guess it's kind of hard to like emote a car yeah, but they do pretty true. good giving her like a personality and stuff mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah I, like I, I like this movie i don't think i would ever watch it again so i don't <laughs> i don't hate it i just it's so it was very very slow i feel like like it was over two hours the movie was over two hours and i feel like you feel Nowadays, every minute. Yes, we could. We could definitely do this in like, like an hour and and a half. Well, I I am in the camp that most movies should not be more than like ninety minutes, maybe like a hundred. If you're mm-hmm. pushing it, mm-hmm. I I feel like most movies, unless it's like Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. they should not be more than like a hundred minutes. I don't need a two and a half hour, three hour movie. What is happening? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember this is aging myself a little bit and completely off topic, but I remember when Titanic came out and people were like, there must be an intermission at the movie theater. And like, if you bought the VHS tape, it came in like a two parter because it was simply too fucking long and like for the tape. Yeah. I had that. Yeah. We did too. So, I mean, I, what did I watch? That was three hours recently. I think Oppenheimer is the Isn't longest Oppenheimer movie that I've seen. super long? I haven't. But this movie felt longer than Oppenheimer because it, well, Oppenheimer is just like fast, 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 fast. So I think it's appropriate in some, yeah, sometimes or whatever, but like most I don't, of the time, we don't need two hours. I don't need a two and a half hour like Transformers movie. No. You know? No. Just break it up. Make it a series. I'm I don't need that, that much Optimus like... Prime, guys. Just cut the <laughs> cut the fat a little bit. It'll be all right. If it's all Prime, none of it's Prime. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. I'm leading us off topic. <laughs> Let's you want to get to it. <laughs> want to get into some spooky cars? Sure. Yeah. Let's talk about a spooky car. Which might just be like a spooky person, but we're we're getting into spooky cars. <laughs> All right. So big question here is, can a car be haunted or cursed? Sure. If a mirror or a painting can, it stands that a car or most anything really could be imbued with some malevolent forces, mm-hmm. sentient or otherwise. Mm-hmm. One such case of that is the Golden Eagle. Mm-hmm. Which was a 1964 Dodge 330 limited edition that is said to have been responsible for the deaths of anywhere between 14 and 32 people, depending on who you ask. Who? Who? That's a discrepancy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
there's always like a range because this shit always turns into like kind of like a lore and like yeah. legend and yeah i gotcha nothing remarkable was said to have happened at the factory where this particular car is manufactured no lost fingers or suspicious deaths it was sold to the old orchard beach which is a town of about eight thousand people in maine hmm. um sold to the police department in or around 1964 as the story goes, this story may or may not be true, but we're just going to go with the story just the story. as a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Like the 330s were like pretty big cars and they were really fast. So I guess a lot of them went to like police departments or like fire departments and stuff back in the day. Okay. It stayed with the department for a year or two, but it was then sold to a private citizen, supposedly a doctor with the last name La Rochelle. From what I could find, there is a family with that last name in the old Orchard Beach area of Maine, but I don't know if any of them were doctors in the 60s or if they're, like, actually the family that supposedly this, like, had the car. Um, The reason for the sale to La Rochelle was simple. The police department had lost three of its officers to horrific murder-suicides. All three, uh, yeah, all three of them had been, um, had driven, like, the Dodge, had been assigned it as their squad car. Okay. When nobody else was willing to take the wheel, they had to find someone else to take it, and that's why they sold it. I think that three cop-related murder-suicides in, like, two years in a town of 8,000 is pretty crazy. Yeah. That's a pretty crazy stat for a town that small. And so you would think it'd be easy to find some information on these officers. Yeah. However, I couldn't find one iota of information on these crimes. I was, like, looking through the newspapers in the area. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything, like, just, like, on a straight Google search. I did see, like, a lot of random, like, because they used to have, like, police blotters in the newspapers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, I did see a lot of little blurbs about, like, random fires and then even a couple of quiet items, which literally said nothing of interest had happened in the last 24 hours, which I thought was hysterical. I'd be like, nothing happened today. Like, all right. I like Like, that. a lot of DUIs, random shit like that, but yeah. there was no, like, three fucking officers from this police department killed their families. There yeah. is some sources that say only one officer killed, like, did a murder-suicide, and the other two just died. Mm-hmm. But I didn't find any, like, anything. Like, either, anyway. Anyway, as the story goes, La Rochelle was supposedly the person who painted the 330 from the police black and white to the golden color that the car would get the name Golden Eagle from. Okay. It's got like a weird paint job. Um, the doctor had the car for about seven years, and it was struck by lightning twice during that time. All right. Okay, lightning. Yeah. I he see sold- you. <laughs> <laughs> um, He sold it to the local fire department, and they had no issues whatsoever with the vehicle. Uh, in fact, it was used to save quite a few people and was um, cited as a good and reliable car. After That's about cute. ten, do cars yeah. get like report cards? Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'm just whatever. <laughs> yeah, this I is gotcha. all the I'm information like, I've gleaned. This is just like my brain going off. I'm like, I wonder if there is like a like, is a good car or has a good a good vibe or has a bad vibe. Like I've know. I've driven an issued car at, at one point in my career, and I don't remember like I felt like maybe that car did have a little bit of like a personality to it, but most things do when you're delusional like I am. So I don't know. I wonder if there's like you're a not- report on that delusional people love to anthropomorphize shit this is true we love to do it yes um anyway after about 10 years don't come at me for my math i like was trying (laughs) to math it it was my worst subject in school but like about 10 years it was sold to wendy allen or wendy allen's family i'm not sure in 1983 
and then the fuckery really ratcheted up. Wendy had knew about the repu- reputation of the Golden Eagle at this point, mm-hmm. and despite the that reputation, yeah, like it the like it was, it yeah, really no, liked being like a the three officers killed themselves, okay, and did murder, murder. It just really wanted to be a firefighter. Anyways, yeah, it was like firefighters and cops don't get along, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it made its choice. <laughs> Supposedly, I don't. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that was a thing. Despite the reputation, she was like, "Eh, fuck it. I need some wheels." Mm-hmm. That always baffles me when people are like, "It's fine." Yeah, okay. I mean, I've been in some hard up situations, and I'm like, "Meh." We'll see Fair. What happens. <laughs> I think I would take a severely haunted house at this point. Yeah, is it cheap? I mean, by cheap, like affordable. Like, just yell we... at the ghosts. Every time yeah. I think something might be weird happening, I just get, I just yell, yeah. "Stop it!" Is there Cut a history of possession? No. Okay, cool. Do you know how to clean? Great. Ghosts stay. Here's a mop. There you go. <laughs> Do some work. Anyway, um, in a telling of the tale by Bedtime Stories on YouTube, the name Bruce Savoy is given as one of the officers. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a murder-suicide by a 55-year-old resident of Old Orchard Bay by that name who was a reserve police officer, but that crime took place in 2009. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, fact check. Fact checking's good. You know, shit gets... Yeah, uh, timelines mixed and, like, up. If you just look and, at like, yeah, at like the article headline or like the brief details, and you don't check like when it happens, it and then it fits the storyline. Like, it's pretty easy to fall into that. Like, yeah, people love like there. a good scary story, you know. Yeah. Anyway, back to the story. Wendy soon started dealing with her own events around the Golden Eagle. First, it was a dead bird on the hood, then a rabbit, then a fox. She took the fox to a veterinarian for a necropsy, and they told her it had been electrocuted. Whoop. Okay. She Yeah. She then took the car to an auto shop and they found nothing wrong with it. She was like, sure, whatever. And just kept driving the car as her daily car. Even with more animals turning up dead around the vehicle, she was just like, this is fine. That I would be like, this is not fine. <laughs> Can <laughs> like, I put a rubber coating on this? Like, I don't... What do we... I just love it when people are like willfully like, nah, it's fine. You know what yeah, I, mean? I mean? Like... Is it escalating further? Like we got we got a bird, then a little bit of bigger animal, it's a rabbit, and then a little bit of big animal, it's a fox. And we're coming out and there's just like a dead ass deer. Like I don't what are we I don't know, man. <laughs> anyway, one day she invited a pastor's wife to run some errands with her. Okay. And the pastor's wife agreed to go along with her. They were on the highway, supposedly, and the woman started screaming. Ooh. As the passenger side door of the car flew open, I guess that's a th- it would just the doors on the car would just randomly open all the time. This seems unsafe. Um, one of my first dates with Russo, he was driving this beat up old white truck, and then mm-hmm. we were turning left in an intersection, and the door just swung open. <gasps> and then I was like, "Cool, cool, cool!" Pulled the door back open, and then we dated forever. <laughs> but yeah. I've we been in a car where that girl, happened. You're married now. You're like, we dated yeah. forever. We dated forever. <laughs> That's what marriage is, right? Dating forever. Yeah. Anyway, she was clutching at her seatbelt too, which had become unclasped at that point. <laughs> okay. Un- uh, unfortunately for her, she lost her grip and was thrown <gasps> out of the door onto the pavement of the road. Fortunately, oh, no. Wendy was not going that fast, despite okay. Wendy having no control over the car, supposedly, and saying that it had. That it had, in fact, sped up. Hmm. And the pastor's wife didn't suffer any serious injuries. Okay. 
but told uh, Wendy that she had felt icy cold hands undo her seatbelt and that they ha- the car was possessed by a demon and it, it like had pushed her out of the car, essentially. Cool, 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 cool. So are we still going to the grocery store or like? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Wendy tried to apologize to the pastor and his wife, but they weren't having it and told her that she needed to rid the town of the malevolent machine at this point. And they were like, fuck this. You're terrible. What is this demon mobile? Uh, that's a little harsh. Like, she's not if purposely I a- chucking people out of a car. Like, people gotta have mobility. Yeah, but the car, like, had a reputation at this point, and, like, dead animals were happening, and then, like, this woman supposedly got thrown out of the vehicle by, like, an unseen force, so the religious folk were like, this is not good, no good. That's fair. Of course, Wendy didn't do that. <laughs> Why would she like, do that? Are you gonna buy me a new car? Then, yeah, I'll get rid of it, my guy. Like, are yeah, we starting I know. a town fundraiser? What are we doing? Um, in fact, she didn't even feel a need to scrap the thing after two children were apparently hit by different cars in front of the Eagle. Like it was like parked in her driveway and then they were like hit by other cars in oh, front so- of the car in front of the Eagle. But in some version and in some version of the story, they bounced off the hood of the golden Eagle. Oh fuck. Okay. Before I, this, I'm only laughing cause I don't think this happened. It's like outrageous. Yeah. Yes. Like, and it's crazy. Um, so they supposedly two separate children were hit by cars, thrown into the Golden Eagle, and then like died, like right there. Okay, I tr- did also try to research this. Um, I found one instance of a little boy being killed by a car in two thousand in okay. a town about three miles away. So not in Old Orchard Beach, but a neighboring town. And I'm sh- I'm sure of the timeline in which this these accidents supposedly right. happened. But some sources were um, were saying that one happened in the 60s and one happened in the 80s, which wouldn't line up mm-hmm. with the timeline, timeline for ownership and stuff. But stories do get distorted or whatever. But I didn't find anything about any deaths like that in Old, um, old Orchard Bay. Okay. Anyway, those deaths weren't enough for Wendy, but they were enough for the local church members who were like, we need to deliver the town from the demon mobile. Oh, okay. Um, in 2001, according to Wendy, who is mostly, the story is all according to her, mostly, um, she was approached by an elderly church member that had said she should at least get the, let the local pastor perform an exorcism on the car if she wasn't going to get rid of it. Wendy was like, nah. (laughs) Later, um, supposedly the same old woman had been killed in a car accident. just got me. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks or no thanks. It's good. No, I'm good. Nah. Later, the same old woman had been killed in a car accident, supposedly, when her car veered into an oncoming lane and she was decapitated in the incident. Ooh. Well, that's sad. So, yeah, she didn't like being... T- I didn't find anything about that, but... Part of course, of the story. Yeah. We're d- this is just the story I'm telling, guys. Mm-hmm. Of course, this riled up the church folks even more. They were like, wow, that's fucked up. They started to vandalize the car, and some of the vandalizers died in mysterious ways, like lightning strikes and more decapitations and more murders. It was, it's, I don't know. They're just. Wow. Okay. All right. This seems like. I don't know. Supposedly, the, the, supposedly the pastor had taken money into court at some point, but was outed for fraud charges against the church and did complete suicide as a result. Mm. Okay. So, I don't know what that has to do with the car. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know. She, like, messaged the FBI. I don't know. 
but yeah, the, so the pastor's gone at this point. And then in 2010, some church members straight up stole the Golden Eagle and dismantled it, <gasps> selling parts off to various people to finally be rid of the thing. Wendy obviously had to get the pieces back and got the car in a more or less working condition. Some people just say, some people say like she rebuilt the car and then some people say that she just has the parts. Okay. She has since hidden the vehicle to protect it from people that would want to destroy it, supposedly. I would too. Like, I wouldn't just be like, that's if you guys want to. I mean, I would take them to like civil court, be like, you guys owe me money for my car. Yeah. But I wouldn't be like that hard. Like, I don't know. I mean, I can kind of see it. Like, I like if you want to buy me a new car, buy me a new car. That's fine. Like, if you want me to go park this somewhere that's not in the city and you want to pay for that, that's fine. Like if it's like it's a classic car, right? And that's why I want it because it looks nice and it's, you know, I had it as a daily driver and now I just like it. It's my car. Yeah, I can see the point of like, why do you keep fucking with this car? And like, sure, bad shit is happening. But it's not Christine level bad shit where we literally watch this car murder somebody. Anyways, I just feel like they're harassing this person for this car. I just think it's not worth it. Yeah. At that, you know fair. what I mean? I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. y'all can just fucking have it. Yeah, here you give go. Me some cash, here you go. Yeah, buy it off me. Here you go. Do what you want with it. Yeah. So maybe she's being influenced by whatever is possessing the Golden Eagle. Well, maybe. 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 Um, Wendy is uh, an interesting character from what I can see online. Mm. She has another car, a Volvo, Volvo dubbed mm -hmm. the dazzling raspberry Aww. and it's like got a bunch of rhinestones and shit on it and yeah a lot she's got a lot going on and she's the founder of the church of the holy rhinestone okay i've got some questions her pages are unhinged okay she's got two separate ones there it's a, it's a lot um she said she was kicked out of the mormon church for leaving pudding cups for fairies in the woods and that a member and that members of the Mormon church specifically stole the Golden Eagle in 2010. She also at one point tried to claim that Matthew Cushing, who was an old Orchard Beach resident, um, he had killed his mother, brother, and stepfather in 2008. Jeez. And she had claimed that she had caught him touching the Golden Eagle before he stabbed his family to death and set their house on fire. And at that point, local authorities were like, hey, you should probably shut the fuck up. Yeah. And try not to tie, like, this horrible thing that happened in her community to your fucking haunted car. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like... So she's like, like, that's kind of the person we're dealing with? Okay. That makes it a little bit clearer. Like, if this was just a person that's like, I bought this car and my community thinks that it's haunted, this is fucking weird, that's one thing. But if we are actively participating in the quote-unquote legend around the car and, like, hyping it and, like, mm. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, Wendy has two di two different pretty unhinged web pages under the name Eel Cat that I've seen. Like, okay, it's a lot. Some of it reads like somebody who might be having a mental health crisis, and I don't know her whole story, so I will not be like unleashing any of my patented assholery here. But like, Fair she enough. claims that any videos of her in her car are like deep fakes by the state, okay, and that. It's like reads very like paranoid, and then at some point, then alien gets involved. Okay. And 
she may or she's not Wiccan, but she practices hoodoo supposedly. But she also claims that that is not an African based religion, but it is Scottish and it is a lot going on on her web pages. Okay. And she's also like, she says she's an author. There's a lot of claims that she makes that I'm not sure that somebody who is not, who is in like a normal state of mind would be making. Gotcha. So, and she also like alternates between being like all this stuff about my old, about my Dodge is bullshit. And then, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So I'm going to do my best and to be respectful as much as I can. But she does not seem like somebody that is in a great mental state. Gotcha. Okay. So. But it's a crazy story. And the car is super famous. So, yeah. And then there's, like, stories about, like, James Dean's car. Yeah. Little bastard. He died in it. And then the car was totaled. But, like, pieces of the car, like, went into other cars and stuff, and, like, the tires blew out, and, like, mm-hmm. there were, like, wrecks and stuff uh, associated just with parts of that car, mm-hmm. which is interesting, but I Yeah, that's the one I thought on. you were, you were going to talk about. I'm glad that we talked about the other one, because the, the, the Golden Eagle one, I didn't know as much about, right? And it's... The Golden Eagle's the one that supposedly, like, it directly inspired Stephen King mm-hmm. for the movie, okay. so. Nice. But yeah, the the other one, the the little bastard one, like and how the parts went to other cars that ended up being in terrible accidents, and then like because it was made of parts that were all bad because of where the other parts, like yeah, there's that whole thing is is an interesting like exercise and like is it the part? Is it the energy? Is it nothing? Is it just your belief that's like causing this to be bad? You know what I mean? So yeah, and like people like to look for patterns in a lot of stuff too. Yeah, for sure. There's like some cars where it's like. Somebody bought the car and then died overseas before they could even drive the car. Like, there's, like, a lot of stories of, like, supposedly cursed cars and things like that. But I chose to focus on this one just because it's directly, supposedly directly tied to the movie. Nice. But the look up the little bastard stuff. It's super interesting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's um the Golden Eagle and Wendy Allen. And there's a lot going on there. Yeah. It's, very, I think- it's interesting. I think that, like, in the beginning of your story, I was like, if somebody was just like, your car is haunted, get rid of it. I'd be like, throw me a bake sale. I don't need fancy. Just like, if you're going to make me get rid of an asset, like, pay me for it. As it went on, if I was being harassed and I'm of sound mind, I'm probably taking the stance of, like, it's not actually haunted. You guys are just being, like, kind of intense about this. Please leave my car alone. But given the additional information into maybe... The whole situation. I do have some questions. I might yeah. be doing a deep dive on that. I did try to like, I'm not like a fucking professional researcher, obviously. Like I do this shit in my free time, but like I could not find anything to back mm-hmm. it, like any of mm-hmm. it up. But it is a crazy story and it's like a lot to think about. Yes. Like what would you do in that situation? I mean, I would just get rid of it because I'm me. Yeah. But <laughs> I would, um, like I said, I would probably ignore it until it was a problem because <laughs> I'm me. <laughs> so I just, I think it's interesting, like how much of it could potentially be like a bad, like there's like that, what that mirror mm-hmm. that you told me about. And like, yeah. there's like things that like objects and stuff that bad things happen around. Mm-hmm. 
And how much of that is maybe potentially the object and or like of like malevolent entity or something attached to it? And how much of it is just like the power of suggestion and all that stuff? Do you, yeah. Does that affect like your reality and like make things like that? So I always think that's interesting. Yeah, I think that is really interesting because it's like, like if, if this car has is rumored to be haunted or bad luck, right? Or like just bad vibes, it's attracting lightning for no reason, yada, yada. Like, do you start to, you must, you must start to look for like patterns, right? Like, so I'm driving this car and now I'm seeing more roadkill than I did before because I'm looking for the things that like might be affected by this car. Or like, is it odd that an accident took place in front of that car or were we at a dangerous intersection? But then you start like, and as you start to add it, does you adding that negative connotation to that object make that object more likely to have negative things happen around it or is it just your input like if we were to take that car and put it somewhere where nobody knew what kind of car it was or its history like would things still happen i would like to know i would love to do some like experiments or something this year like we're just gonna tell a bunch of people like this thing is bad and then put it someplace and see if bad things happen (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to harm anybody so like bad things like you step in gum Every time you're near the shoelace, (laughs) really benign, inconvenient, bad things. But I'm also not brave enough to like touch something that you're supposed to not touch. Mm -hmm. So I won't, you know, I'm not brave enough to test it that way. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a self-preservation thing, right? Like you might, someone's like, that's dangerous. You're like, I don't need to find out. Like it literally, I don't need to do that. So (laughs) I do not have that bone in my body. I I don't have I never had that like inclination. My sister will fuck with stuff. Yeah. And I, I, you will fuck with stuff. I will not. I think I'm selective with the stuff that I'll fuck with. Like there has to be a goal in mind. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, uh what should we be watching next week? Uh, next week we are going to watch The Grudge. Hey, um, that shit. The, uh, American the US, Grudge? Yeah, okay. The U.S. Grudge. Uh, we're going to watch that one. I'm going to tell you why. I think I've stumbled upon something that legitimately is scary to me this time around. Less of a thought piece, more of a... Yeah, oh. I spend a lot of time debunking shit. I should probably... No, that's. I think that's good, though, because, like, like, the idea is, like, we can try and debunk, but... Unless we can do experience and shit, like, it could actually be real. I mean, the scary yeah. thought is, like, even if one thing's true, like... The probability, that like, it just increases the probability of more things being true. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're going to watch The Grudge for next week. I will tell you why then, of course. Um, but between now and then, if you'd like to keep up with us... Uh, actually, before we get into that... A request, or if you're interested, um, we are a super independent podcast. Uh, we are doing this on will and interest alone. Um, if you'd like to help us out with that, leaving us a review is the number one way that you, as a listener, can get us in other people's ears kindly, not aggressively, in like an organic way. So if you had a few moments to go drop a review wherever you're listening, it really, really does help us, even if it's not written, even if you just want to click a star button or like a thumbs up. Even that just helps us um, organically get out there. So my three seconds on that. Thank you. But if you'd like to participate in a conversation with us, we are on Instagram the most. Nothing Scary Podcast um, over on Instagram. But we're also on Facebook and TikTok if you want to find us. Nothing Scarier Podcast at gmail.com if you want to drop us a line or a suggestion. Send us your scary stories. 
Um, we love all of that. And we really do love interacting with y'all. It is a lot of fun over on Instagram when we get to chat. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much for listening to us. Watch out for questionable cars. Definitely ones that are getting hit by lightning. And uh, we'll we'll talk more next week. Bye. See ya.